When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Futuristic, would ya? Put your two lips on my wooden kiss it, could ya? See yourself with a nigga working harder than nine to five. It's in the six, two jobs to survive. Or do you need a ball up so you can shop and tear them all up? Back, tell your friends what I bought ya. If you couldn't see yourself with a nigga when his dough is low, baby girl, if this is so, can I get a fuck you to the bitches from all of my niggas who don't love hoes? They get no. Clap, clap. Can I get a twerk, twerk, bounce, bounce, clap, clap? Can I get a twerk, twerk, bounce, bounce, clap? 
work that out. right folks it's my birthday welcome to so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is your buddy ryan and it's my birthday another year younger <laughs> uh it is monday evening um two hours away from my birthday and i'm being self-reflective so uh, I'm going to stop that and I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> Today we have an amazing show. Um, we have, from the show that I love the most right now, uh, we talk a lot about reality shows, obviously, but we talk a lot about pop culture. And I try to recommend really great things to watch. And one of my favorite shows, I mean, this could be actually one of my favorite shows of the year, and it is early in the year. Actually, it's not early in the year. We're 33% through the year. Damn it. And it's my birthday. Double damn it. Anywho, it's called Jury Duty, and we have two of the cast members of Jury Duty today. We have one of the actual jurors, Maria Russell, who plays Inez, and then we have Trisha LaFosh, who is like, she's been on this show before because she's an actual lawyer on top of an amazing actor, and she joins us because she plays Deborah Lasur, the attorney 
in this whole thing. And it is just amazing. I describe it in the interview, but it's basically a Truman show. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's presented as a docu-series, but everybody is an actor in this except for one man, Ronald. And Ronald thinks he is actually doing a documentary on the judicial system. And it's about a jury. It is just truly amazing. Even James Marsden, the actor, plays James Marsden. There is not one false moment in this show. I cannot give it a higher recommendation. I've watched some episodes now two times. And what I mentioned to them is that it just, it's funny, but it's not mean-spirited, and it is just good-hearted, and it makes you feel good. And this guy, Ronald, the guy that this is all hinges on, he's just great. He's just so innocent and funny and pure, and I think there is something in that that us audiences, we kind of need that right now. But on top of it, it's riotously funny. It is it is like the, the office funny. It is really up there. I, I cannot recommend this more. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on this app called Freevee, F-R-E-E-V-E-E. Jeff Lewis's show is on there as well. Um, but you can find it on Amazon Prime, and it is free to watch. You just got to watch a commercial or two, but it is so worth it. So anyways, they're both on, and this was just, I was geeking out. Uh, I've known Trisha for a long time, uh, but it was just, it was just a pure joy to do this. Uh, we're all over the place uh, in this interview, but it was just a lot of fun. So I hope you have a fun time listening to it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it, then come back and listen to this interview. Um, hopefully I'm going to speak to Ronald at some point as well, the, the lead of the whole thing, but it is so great when your friends are actually in something and you're like, damn, you are in something really great because we have a lot of friends, right? You guys have a lot of friends too, that are just extremely talented, but sometimes you just don't get that right project, the right thing. So it is so cool when you know somebody is extremely talented and that they're in the right project. So we talk about the audition process, the shooting process, the release of it all, you know, all of the good notices it's getting. It's really exciting. So remember, this is uh, a timestamp show. So you can skip at this point right to that interview. But if you want to stay with me, we're going to go over a couple of pop culture stories, then to the interview. So remember, there's a timestamp if you want to skip over their stories and then we'll we'll see uh we'll see you guys on wednesday i'm i'm for my birthday here are my big birthday plans i'm gonna go to um my mri results are in so i've got a 9 a.m doctor's appointment in the valley already not great um and then um i, I gotta do an interview with a bravo liberty and that's should be fun and then i want to go to starbucks because they give you a free coffee on your birthday if you're part of their rewards program and so i'm gonna get that coffee. I'm going to bankrupt Starbucks tomorrow. I'm going to literally see if I can order 60 shots into a Trenti cup. I just want to, I'm going to see if they can put lobster in there or something, but I'm really excited about that. I have my dog Brooklyn right now. So she is, um, she's, she's, she, you might hear her snoring at some point. She's about to get her evening meds. And, uh, that's, uh, I, then I think I'm going to do a summer house recap. By the way, I did a two hour Q and a episode over on Patreon today. You can watch it on video or audio and you can actually see my dog. I put her, I drag her into the, the frame at some points, poor dog. They're going to call the ASPCA on me. Um, and, uh, that's great. So you can sign over there, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Also have a summer house recap up there. If not tomorrow night by uh, Wednesday, but I watched the summer house episode tonight and it's like, damn, man, it's like, 
that Carl and Lindsay scene at the beginning, it's like Lindsay can't sometimes help but just be pure classic Lindsay. And you just feel bad for Carl. And uh, dude, I've been in situations like that too. And you're like, damn. But at the same time, then when you go over to the Danielle stuff, Danielle at times is just being ridiculous. I will say it's a little disconcerting to see how excited those other cast members get when, um, Lindsay gets into a fight with Carl or Danielle. You can actually see them what looks like glee to me. And I think that's so, so unfortunate. Okay. Some pop culture news for your listening pleasure. Uh, listen, you know, Succession is such an amazing show on HBO Max. And, uh, you know, it's about a gentleman, Logan Roy, who has now passed away, who was a titan of industry, uh, you know, created all of these media conglomerates or uh, created one of the biggest media conglomerates in that universe. But in the reality of it, that character was based on a couple of people, Sumner Redstone and Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch, of course, owns Fox Broadcasting Company and Fox uh, settled with Dominion. Um, the Dominion voting machines people because they pushed uh, lies, admittedly so. And it came out in court and they actually had to settle. And Fox had to pay out $787 million, which is what I'm hoping to get uh, from Starbucks tomorrow with my free happy birthday coffee order. And uh, then we wake up today and uh, Rupert Murdoch, it came directly from him. They let Tucker Carlson go, which is insane. I'm not a fan of Tucker Carlson in any way, but he was the highest rated show on Fox broadcast on, on the Fox News Network. So that is wild. And supposedly he wasn't aware it's going to be it was going to be happening. But just so you know, it's fair and balanced, as we always like to be in our political system. CNN let go of Don Lemon, their morning man. I mean, it is really fascinating that this both happened on Monday, just straight out of the gate, fired two Political commentators, listen, I think all the political commentators can just go, just go away. I'm, 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 I don't want political commenting. Like everybody go read, do the research, try not to read about QAnon and all that shit and just go about your business. But now we have a cottage industry talking about politics day in, day out. I get sucked into it too. But I found this story fascinating because it involves pop culture. Even aside from the political stuff, you're, you know, when money is involved, and PR is involved. All of this stuff comes into play. And I find, find this story especially fascinating because of the storyline on Succession now, where they're actually the, the sons are trying to um, keep their father's company. They, you know, they had the chance to sell it last night and they want to keep it and run it. And, you know, you have all of this stuff at play, but everything in succession, you're literally seeing play out in our political landscape. And you realize that, remember, Rupert Murdoch doesn't just own Fox News. He owns 20th Century Fox. He owns so many newspapers. You know, he, he is a titan of industry and he's 92 years old. And it's interesting now because you're going to see this play out in the press and there's going to be a lot of PR around it of who can leak what story first. So you're going to hear a lot of stories about Rupert Murdoch, who's 92, that he's losing his marbles, which is like, geez, 92. But by the way, this dude was just about to get married a couple weeks ago. You always see him like sunning or like in a Ibiza with like a newspaper. He looks very sharp and like, you know, very alert for a 90. Like he's still with it. I think. It's interesting because all of this stuff, like the news network, all the it's all building blocks to billionaires, you know? It's nothing to do with real taste, it's just what they can sell. And um, I find this story, it will be interesting to watch play out because you're going to see 
all of these stories start getting leaked. You'll see probably negative stories, even more negative stories about Tucker Carlson. You'll see Rupert Murdoch. And this will actually affect the 2024 presidential uh, presidential election. So it's going to be very interesting. I also think it's interesting, and I'm trying to be as nonpartisan as possible, but pretty much in this lawsuit, it literally came out, even in text messages with all of their correspondents and their anchors, that they were lying. They were actively lying. And you could say, oh, everybody lies. But this was a very different thing. They were actively lying about a very specific instance. And I think for a news organization, that's the weird thing. And I think this spills way over into pop culture, you guys, is because you would think, right, that there would be some referee that like if you are a news organization, you can't admittedly lie. You can't. Just because it helps your bottom line, you can't do that. But Fox News, and I'm sure other news organizations as well, ignore that completely. And to us, the consumer, the one eating all of this stuff, it affects us. We believe false narratives. And we see that in PR campaigns in terms of pop culture all the time. We were talking about Jonathan Majors, the actor from the Marvel movies, um, that uh, you know all of this stuff is coming out about him now in regards to abusing his uh, now ex-girlfriend and other women are potentially coming forward as well. And he is at the front of a huge Marvel movie franchise. And Marvel and Disney, which owns Marvel now, are in a very precarious position where they have to literally balance out, is it worth it to fight these allegations for him and build him up in the press, or do they cut him out now? You're going to see this also with the Flash movie, which comes out in June. We've talked so much ad nauseum on this show um, about the Flash movie, because I think it's fascinating in the fact that they bet this whole franchise, the Flash movie franchise, on Ezra Miller. And Ezra Miller had so many runs in run-ins with the law um, during filming and post-filming, and they spent $250 million on this movie. They were hoping to build a franchise around it. Michael Keaton, you know, re, you know, he he's actually going back into the Batman cape and cow, which I'm so excited for. But they spent all this movie and they decided to not redo the entire movie because they had invested so much in it. But then you're backing this person that has been in the press for so many negative ways. So you could see when all of this went down that Warner Brothers and their parent companies kind of said, hey, they must have pulled him aside and said, we will literally end you if you do not chill out. But they didn't recast him. They're making him lay low. And that way you're going to start seeing the the Flash press tour, which is when they go and talk to all the media outlets. And you're going to see, from my understanding, Ezra Miller, they are only going to do a couple of key interviews that will be softball questions. Michael Keaton and the girl that plays Supergirl, they will be doing the heavy lifting in terms of the press promotion for that. But it just seems wild in this day and age. And it all hinges on PR. I mean, from Taylor Swift and her breakup with Joe Allen, uh, that is all uh, PR, how the PR plays it into what that story is. And Taylor Swift's interesting because she's a giant mystery box. She loves to leave Easter eggs and clues and things like that. And I think she is the cream of the crop in terms of doing everything in the classiest way possible. There's this air of mystery for somebody that is as gigantic of a star as she is which I always just find, wow, you still find ways to be so personal with your fans and you do so many things on the up and up. And this is a, you know, she it's a she's going to be a billionaire like very soon, I would imagine. But she still seems to keep it so personal with the fans. 
And you always have to wonder how much of that is PR driven. A lot of that is her personal actual uh, connection with the fans, but how does PR help her, but PR can totally hurt somebody else? I think this is very interesting, even in terms of the discussion of Vanderpump Rules. We've seen photo agency backrid and all the stuff that they've sold to TMZ and the like, and all of those walk and talk interviews. Okay, okay, Tom. Okay, okay. Oh, did you do something with Raquel? Okay, okay. That's the guy that works for TMZ that I love, Josh. But you saw them, you know, depending on who they were talking to, they were hopefully helping the person they were talking to get some sort of message out. And I think as the consumer, and I think this audience especially, which I'm very thrilled and grateful for, is you guys seem to be looking past all of that. You seem to be able to see through it. You be able to, you're able to see the matrix code falling, following, falling down, you know, that scene where like Keanu Reeves all of a sudden sees the ones and the zeros instead of the fake reality they put up. You got to see through some of the BS that they want us to believe. And I think, and I don't mean in some kind of weirdo QAnon conspiracy way, but you have to, um, you have to agree that there are public relations. They do have a job and that job is to push a message. They do get paid for this. And some of these people are very good at it. And some of these people are very bad at it, but I am just so fascinated by, I mean, how did, how is this not fascinating? It to me is just, it's everything. It's chess. It's, uh, it, it's 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 tabloid. It's everything rolled up in one to me. Um, okay, listen, let's uh, talk a little bit news. Ariana Maddox and Lisa Vanderpump are invited to this year's White House Correspondence Dinner. Now, this happens once a year where they invite all of the, you know, uh, the press agencies uh, that cover all of this stuff. They invite them to this big dinner. The president usually speaks, um, you know, a late, late night host or a comedian will host. And it is really cool. I used to geek out about this stuff. You can watch it on C-SPAN every year, but all the mainstream media usually covers it as well because it's pretty funny, but they'll invite like a handful of non-correspondents and news people that are in the news. And there is nobody more in the news right now than Ariana Maddox. Now, of course, she had to take Lisa Vanderbump, I'm sure, because like, darling, if you're going, I have to. It's called Vanderbump Rules. It's not called Ariana Maddox Rules. (laughs) So sorry. Oh my God, my voice is still sore from yelling about Vanderbump Rules on Friday. But they invited her because really, and I think this is uh, what I talked about on the Patreon today a little bit, is that they are one of the biggest news stories so far in the first quarter of 2023. doesn't matter that it's a reality show. This story has crossed over. So I I was saying on Patreon, I find it ridiculous when people say, who cares? Who cares? We all seem to care. I don't know what the issue is with people that can't admit that. It's okay to care. This is a story that has involved deception, humanity, real people that are on a reality show. So that part is a little hazy because it's a reality show. But I think that's the deal that sets this apart from all the other bullshit is that you can sense at the end of the day how real this is. And that is like a magnet for our eyes. So, of course, everybody wants a little taste of this. Now, Tom Sandoval is going to be um, he is going to be able to go to the adult uh, the adult, uh, the AVN awards, uh, representing the best in adult films nation. No, I'm joking. He's going to go to the Razzies. No, I'm joking. He's going to the blockbuster video awards. No, he's probably not going to be invited to anything unless they have like a cover band contest and you know, he'll probably just 
buy a ticket and watch like the rest of us. Uh, I, I, listen, they always try to champion people at these White House Correspondents Dinner, a couple of them that are just people that genuinely like. It's like Ronald, the lead character in Jury Duty. Everybody just, you know, he's just a nice person and people actually respond to that. And I think with Ariana right now, and you probably will see this flip at some point or people will get annoyed about hearing the name so much. But right now, you know, people want to champion behind her. People want to get behind her and support her. And I think that is completely the right thing to do. And I know she's going to geek out about this. She loves shit like this. So I think this is just I think that was really good news. I was very happy to hear this. Now, in Kardashian news, um, yes, unfortunately, Kardashian news. Dude, I, okay, Chris Appleton, right? Chris Appleton, he does Kim Kardashian's hair. He's been on the shows so much. He's always around uh, Kim, part of the inner circle. He looks like like a, you know, a model version of the Terminator, just very good looking, buff, built dude that, you know, I'm just like, wow. But he, you guys, he got married to Lucas Gage over the weekend. If you don't know Lucas Gage, he is one, he was one of the actors on the first season of The White Lotus. And he's also a huge Bravo fan. He was on Watch What Happens Live. He's the one that also took that flirty picture with Katie Maloney in bed. And everybody was like, are they? But I, I believe he is. I don't want to speak for him. He, he, I know he's... I think he's gay. He might be bisexual. Who knows? Um, but, well, I mean, he, he, you know, he's married to Chris Appleton now. They got married in Vegas. They went and saw Usher because Kim, remember, Kim was going to go there for her birthday and the plane had to turn around, remember? They couldn't make it to the Usher show a while back. So they went to the Usher show over the weekend and Chris and Lucas went. But I don't know. It's so weird because Lucas Gage, if you watch him on Watch What Happens Live, he is very aware, like us, of pop culture, of all of these Bravo shows. I really like this guy. Um, but I always find it interesting when somebody knows pop culture that well, and then they get brought into one of the biggest families in pop culture. You know, of course, it's through one of, you know, Kim's friends slash employees. But she's right there. He's right there next to Kim watching Usher. Listening to songs about partying in the club, in the club. And I'm just like, wow, that must blow his mind away because he loves pop culture like we do. And all of a sudden, he's right next to Kim Kardashian. That's like a different level. To go from an actor that was fairly unemployed and then had an amazing break and also did an amazing job in the role he played in The White Lotus, but then to have his career blow up and then also get engaged or start dating this dude... And and then you see these pictures of them and they're cute together, but it's just like, you know, this Chris Appleton is like fucking huge. He looks like he's six, seven and can bench 800 pounds. And then Lucas, you know, good looking dude, but it's just a much smaller guy. Like it's, it's very interesting. And I'm so curious what his thoughts are on the Kardashians now having met them and hung out with them. And now they're potentially going to be like kind of family because Chris Appleton seems to always be around Kim Kardashian. So congratulations to the newly married couple. I mean, by the way, that's the that's the hour-long Hulu special I want to see. Not Courtney and Travis's wedding special, which, by the way, isn't that funny that that just came and left, like, within a week? I mean, we just that just disappeared. It was like all of a weekend we talked about it, and it is gone from everybody's memories. And a lot of you people were saying, like, because I really didn't respond to it, but a lot of you guys were, and I found that um, wrong. <laughs> I found you guys wrong in that. I thought it was beautiful um, outfits and the scenery of Italy, of course, but it just felt void of 
Like I know that Travis and Courtney are deeply in love and I don't think that should necessarily translate to us, but it does. But that whole spectacle seemed kind of soulless for a viewer. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion, Tamara Judge voice, which by the way, as you're listening to this, the Real Housewives of Orange County new season trailer should have dropped. We'll have a full review. I'll probably do a YouTube video on it as well. Let's see if this thing is as bad as they say. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, it's it's going to be great. Um, also, Andy Cohen, the uh, the carnival barker, says that the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion was insane and that he had, he had to talk to Teresa. He got very upset at her, at her in a way that he has never gotten upset before. And he later apologized to her, he said, on his serious radio show. He almost walked off at one point. Um he said, quote, it was monumental and upsetting. And listen, I want to believe all of this. Not that I want to believe that it was upsetting, but I want to believe it was amazing. But I got to tell you, man, Andy says this about everything. He says about every season of every show. I mean, he is a salesman, but also he's better than that. I don't want to, I don't want to make him just that he's so much more but like he's i mean if you're you're a bravo fan for long enough you're so used to him saying it. it's like what i imagine a sports team does every year like we got some great players i'm seeing the super bowl ahead i'm just so tired of jersey that uh like i said not tired of like the specific parts i like rachel fuda i like daniel i like these characters i do I'm just so over it that I don't really care. Do I really need to see Teresa and Melissa fight again? What is like that's literally Groundhog's Day. We do it again and again every year. I just don't see the point of that. We're better than that. There are more exciting things that can happen. We've got to be more, and New Real Housewives of New Jersey has to be more than the sum of those dummies fighting. I'm just going to say it. They're all dummies and they can't figure a way to make it work. And at this point they should have. And if they can't, it's time to move on because Jersey is full of insane people that I would love to watch on television. Right? Am I wrong here? I know everybody, you can still love these people and it's like a breakup. You know, you can still love them and realize you're not supposed to be with them anymore. You know? Okay. And finally today to put a little bow on this conversation of pop culture and PR is that there is a movie coming out. Uh, it's still not going to be out for a while, but they're doing this thing called CinemaCon in Las Vegas right now, where the movie studios come and show their wares to distributors, all of the exciting new projects coming up. And Sony did their presentation today. They're doing a Bad, Bo- Bad Boy 4 with <laughs> Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. I'm like, okay, man. Sometimes when you get up to those, like, sequel number four, for like, you're like, do we need this? Once again, it's like Jersey. Don't we have other stories to tell? I sometimes just, we're in the most creative industry in the world and we have to keep like the Bad Boys franchise? No offense. I liked the first two. I did. But there is a new movie that is going to be coming out at some point this year. I'm trying to find the name of the movie. Um, It is yet to be titled Romantic Comedy with... The actor Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. Now, Sidney Sweeney, of course, is the actress on Euphoria. Very uh, huge right now. And Glenn Powell, he was one of the uh, the pilots in Top Gun. But he's also been in a lot of other movies. And he's extremely charming. In fact, I uh, used to go to acting class with Glenn. And I did a podcast, an acting podcast with him where we talked about him getting his start. He is one of the nicest dudes ever. And he's just a charming, he's a charming, hardworking dude. But like, I mean, this dude has like, he 
I mean, I remember him telling me stories about like him coming to Hollywood and he was just like, he wouldn't take no for an answer. And he learned to do like, he just, the, what he was telling me was, I, I, I couldn't do it. He, he would just go into like sneak into a studio and just, just stand on like a sidewalk next to like, like producers rooms and stuff and just strike up conversations. But he's so charming that it actually worked. And he's a damn good actor. Anyways, he's in this new romantic comedy with Sidney Sweeney. And you see all of these, if you follow Dumois or any of these like, uh, TMZ or Daily Mail, they always have photos of their film shoot, of the film shooting. They're always in like little bikinis, not Glenn, he's, you know, but he's shirtless and you can see his abs, but they're really, um, we're seeing so many photos, set photos. And I think this is interesting. And I also think it's part PR from the movie studio to actually get us talking, but everybody is going, because by the way, Sydney Sweeney's engaged and Glenn Powell has his girlfriend, Gigi Paris, which is a great name for a girlfriend. So this story got put out today, uh, this is from the Daily Mail, that this girl unfollowed Sydney Sweeney on Instagram today. And you're like, damn, because she's probably getting all hot and heavy with Glenn, or that's what they want us to think. Because do we live in a world now where promoting this potential onset romance actually potentially gives more attention to this movie that will be coming out? This is a rom-com, a romantic comedy, and this could get people talking. I think there's this strategy now of reverse PR, of PR that doesn't actually promote the product, but promotes other things than the project to get you to the project. I know that's a little meta, it's a lot meta, it's a little inception, but it, it seems a little weird because do I, I mean, I, I mean, movie sets, I'm sure it's very glamorous if you're two attractive looking people, you're almost... You're, you almost have to hook up with each other, according to Tom Sandoval. Where he's like, we're very attractive people. Schwartz got to do what he's got to do. But I think there's an element of there of like, do I believe somebody that's engaged and somebody that's with a committed relationship, they meet on a set and then they just start hooking up and they totally abandon. Well, you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, that's probably actually did what happened. But who knows? I'm telling you, keep an eye out for it. You're going to see this probably pop up a lot more, so I want you to be on the forefront. Uh, when you see this, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Anyways, okay, back to the show, the interview portion of the show. I'm so damn happy to have both of these people here. Uh, like I said, I think Jury Duty is one of the best shows of 2023, and I cannot wait for you to watch it. I know a lot of you guys are watching it already, but please let me know once you have, because I really think you are going to absolutely love it. So today we have Maria Russell and Trisha LaFosh from the new show, Jury Duty. Today, uh, I have an old friend, but I, I it's not like... I'm just going to be talking to a friend. I have an old friend with an amazing television show that is streaming on whatever device you're going to be watching it from. I, I really highly recommend this right out of the gate. I'm going to explain what it is to you. And then not only do we have my friend who is a star of it, but we have one of the other stars of this here as well. So it is double trouble today. Let me tell you about this show a little bit because it's truly, it's, it's hysterical 
it, it kind of is based in a little bit of a reality series format because it's shot in like an office mockumentary, Parks and Rec. Uh, and the conceit of the show is that they are doing a documentary on the judicial system. Uh, and they are following a bunch of jurors, you know, how you get into a jury, the actual case, all of this stuff. The cool thing about it is that everybody is an actor in this except for one man. And he really seems like he has a heart of gold, this guy, because he is so good at being the anchor of this series. It wouldn't work without this guy and his attitude towards everything, but it is so real. So the two people we're going to talk to today are both actors in it, and I love the process, and I know you guys geek out about it too when I talk to actors and talk about the process, because this thing to put together must have been so hard to do. It is a real-life Truman show, and it is done so well, but I also want to emphasize it's hysterical, but it's not mean. It's not mean-spirited. It has so much heart in it, and I think that probably is because of two of the creators, uh, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stepinski. I, I think I am always says say his name wrong, but they're they're from the office. They've done everything. This show, St- Stepinski, Stepinski. I'll, I'll get it eventually. But anyways, <laughs> they have such a great history with comedy, and like any good comedy, it comes from real life people, a real life foundation. And the two actors today that we have with us really solidify this, and that's another reason why the show works. Now, you uh, you might remember our first guest. Trisha LaFosh, because she was on the podcast a couple months ago in a very special episode about Jen Shaw going to prison. She's been on a couple times. She's she's what you call a triple threat. Uh, she's an actor, a dancer, and a lawyer, or has been at times. And then uh, the other guest we have, we're so lucky to have. She is one of the jurors. By the way, Trisha is the uh, Trisha is the prosecutor, right? Is the the the, the prosecutor? Yeah. Yeah, prosecutor. But then Maria, Maria Russell is our other guest who plays Inez De Leon, who is a juror. And she had you, you watch this on YouTube. If you're I know a lot of guys, you guys just listen, but you'll recognize her immediately. She lit her her IMDb page is miles long, which is that is the life of an actor. So without further ado, Trisha and Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us, Thanks Brian. For having I always us. love to come on your show. Thank you. Okay. So Trisha, say say something, and I'll say this is Trisha's voice. Hey guys, how is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Maria, say you say something in your voice. There you go, just so people know Thank who's so talking. Happy Brian. Super okay, um, ladies, this really—I mean, Trisha texted me about this, and it was so funny when you texted because so many people had already reached out to me about jury duty. They're always like, you need, you know, like I'm always trying to watch new things. This thing is on Freebie and that might be really confusing. I need to walk you guys through this. This is the most important part. Freebie is free television, but it's also Amazon Prime. It is one of the apps on Amazon Prime. So you can go to your Amazon Prime right now. You just have to put in J and immediately jury duty pops up. It is the first J. So it is so simple to watch. There are eight episodes, six I've watched. The other two are coming out. They'll already have come out by the time you hear this this week. You can watch all eight, and I'm telling you, you will binge this show, but it is super easy to watch. So, Trisha and Maria, did you guys know each other before this this yeah. this process? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're in the same room, so obviously you sort of like each other still. 
Yes, and we hung out last night. Yes. So, yeah, we, we and came. we and we love each other just a little. Just a little. <laughs> I can tell. No, this is good vibes. Uh, by the way, I just said goodbye. I shouldn't say this as an older man. I hate saying vibes. I got to get that out of my. I'm gonna say gaslight now too, and just really do a, a really horrible. Uh, uh, so, you know, you guys are actors. I've known Trisha for so long. Trisha's been in Mad Men. Trisha's been in Garden State. Trisha's been in all of these things. And Maria, you the same. But, when you know, this thing I try to explain to the actor's life is that you just have auditions day in, day out. Hopefully, if you're lucky, you don't get to choose what you audition for. Can you take us through the casting process for this for each of you guys, how you initially got the audition and the audition process? So, um, for me... Uh, you know, some actors get the illegal breakdowns. Uh, I am not one of those. <laughs> and the morning that the breakdown for this, my role, Deborah, the plaintiff's attorney, who was described yeah. as, you know, uh, has a chip on her shoulder, willing to do anything to win. And it said that you had to have a legal background uh, in order to... Uh, audition for the role and my phone just started blowing up everyone's sending me this and then the next thing was i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then i was like oh my god i have to get in on this and then i saw Susie ferris was casting and i had a huge sigh of relief because i was like Susie will see me and then well for, um, for the people that don't know that for the i just want to watch people the breakdowns what she's talking about you guys is that there the breakdowns come out every day the roles are on there for every role like whether it be barista lead actor or whatever and then agents will try to fight for their clients but you're what you're saying is there's a breakdown for a legal person but you got these illegally that's what you're yeah. basically telling <laughs> us as well and then and then Susie ferris is a casting director you have a great relationship with already right Yes. Okay. So, so then, did you call her directly? No, I didn't. I didn't. And then I, uh, my, I was submitted and then, um, my manager started calling me. Oh, Susie needs to know more about your legal background. And I, you know, cause I guess Susie didn't know I was a lawyer. And, um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, what do you mean my legal background? You don't know, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I, so then anyways, I did. And then I got the audition and my audition was, I had to write monologue at like a talking head monologue arguing why John Wilkes Booth was not guilty of assassinating <laughs> well, you know what's great wait, wait, this is great because this will eventually be used against you in some kind of right wing kind of you know the, they're literally yeah. gonna <laughs> yeah. so my argument was that eyewitness testimony is historically unreliable the only witness is Mary Todd Lincoln and she's been <laughs> That her husband was gonna get killed. That her son died during the war. She had devastated the sanitarium herself. So if you want to call the president's wife, I'll shred her. And if you don't call her, there's no case. So therefore, he's not guilty. And um, so then, then they they resent it and said, "Can you? Say, no, that's the wrong thing. We want you to argue that he is guilty." And I was like, "What?" Well, yeah, like. My arg- my argument, you know, and, and so I'm crying in the Atlanta airport because my husband and I were flying to New York. It was Thanksgiving. And um, I was like, I, love, I just wrote a monologue and I love it and I want to perform it. So then I said, you know what? I'm just going to do what I wanted. I'm going to do the first thing. So yeah. I, I taped it in my bedroom at my mom's house. Um, and um, 
basically during that day they said, oh no, they, we were right the first time. So thank God I did you know the, the one that I wanted to do. And then I posted it on Vimeo. And when and and you can explain that when I'm done. But I always, yeah. when I put the audition up, I promise myself to never check the views, right? And and oh yeah, because if you put it on, you can see how many people viewed it because it's a secret link, and so you'll know if somebody put their eyes on it or not. Yes. So by the way, Maria Maria looks surprised. Maria's like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. But, so about a month went by, and I had to check because I was like, oh my god. If I don't get this job, I should quit 15 years ago. Like, there's no way that this isn't my job. Wait, a, a month went by? A month went by. I think, well, for me, over a month. Yeah. No, but this is a month that I checked the video. Maybe it was over uh, a month. It so was over a month. I go, and it's had, like, 12 or 14 views or something. I'm like, that's not even a callback? What are they doing? Making fun of me? Like, what? How is it? Why is it? And then, like, two days, or maybe, like, it was either the next day or the day after that, you know, I got the message saying that I was pinned. And then the next day I got the message saying that I was approved by the studio and going to network. And that yeah, was you guys, there's a, there's a, there's a whole approval process that is so annoying for the actor because being pinned usually just means they check your dates, you're on hold kind of, but that also means they've probably put somebody else on, you know, pin them as well. And then you have to get approval through studio network, all of these things. I'm not sure how it, totally works with streaming, but it's a really horrible process that the actor usually 66% of the time loses, loses that opportunity. Um, uh, but also wait, I guess it would be great if Maria said, Oh, they just gave me the role. I didn't even, I didn't even have to wait a month. Like, like, I was like, maybe, Hey, maybe, but I don't Maria, what was your, I mean, did you have to, cause you were, you're a juror. So what was your audition process like? Well, the, the crazy thing is, is that I had literally, I've been doing an off Broadway show called the Latina Christmas special. And I had just gotten back from New York and I got this huge audition. So it wasn't just, it wasn't lines, you know, we had to do a character, two characters within a specific piece of material in the situation of, and I was like, Oh my God. And I had a show the night before and I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm like, now nah, bet you're going to do it. You're going to do it. So the next morning it was due that the next day, like the evening. Right. So I'm like, okay, suck it up buttercup. Let's do this. So I go to my go-to characters. One is my Chola. The other is my stripper girl. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So could, uh, could, could, could we see both of those, please? Yeah, yeah, let's do two through the door, yeah. I'll show you later. <laughs> and I, I, I had two of my friends that were in from New York, and I was like, oh, my God, is this okay? And I, it was just – it was so fast, but I just came with it, like, came up with it, like, on the fly, a quick, you know, mini monologue of each. Yeah. They were both in my bones and sent off. But again, not on Vimeo and no illegal breakdowns. Yeah, she got the real breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, you know, as an actor, you know, you audition and you hope and pray for certain things. But I've already come to things where I'm like, no, I have to leave it. I have to leave it. And I left it. And I'm like, OK, it's done because it's been already now over a month. Yeah. And then I called that I booked it. And I was like, shut the <laughs> well, this, I mean, 
that blows me away though because I what I'm still also just uh, what she meant you guys by I gotta I gotta put it away is that sometimes you live with this hope and all that stuff and it's really unhealthy because you know for an actor you're just trying to get opportunities so you, you're looking for the next opportunity and not living in the past or that's by the way I always say actors have heard more inspirational phrases by the age of 30 than some people do their whole lives right. like you have to be like you know like it's, it's the direction the water is taking you and all of this crap but yeah. you. It's really, it's really insane. And for the people that know us and are around us, it really, because they're always having to read with us and put us on tape. But I'm shocked that you guys didn't have to see if you could work off each other improv-wise. I think so. It's not bad. No, no. It just is. It's a fact. We're pretty sure that we are the only two that were cast off Tate and Kirk. That didn't, oh yeah, okay, and Kirk. And who didn't ever meet with the director. So... Uh, the judge taped, but then he met with Jake, and I think the defendant also, Ben, uh, he taped and then met with the director. My, our, ourselves and Kirk Fox, we were all just booked off tape. Um, Kirk Fox is a great stand-up, you guys, and I, 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 he was one of the. I recognize so many of them, but he was the only one that I was like, oh, I know exactly who that guy is. Yeah. Oh, and James Marsden, by the way, plays James Marsden. I'm assuming James Marsden didn't have to audition to play James I Marsden, but zero. I don't think <laughs> he was. He he got pinned to play James. I'm sure that was probably they probably went out to a lot of successful people, but he's excellent okay. as James Marsden or this version. He's- Oh, good in the show. Delicious. Everyone's so good. Like, deliciously Honestly, good. We're not bragging by saying, because of what I wanted to tell you was that the other jurors did focus groups. So they, like, went even in the pandemic in person and all improv at a table. And they had, like, a, you know, double mirror, like a focus group would, and the, the, the creators on one side. So a lot of them oh. um, did go in in person and... You know, maybe Edie was cast off tape too. Now that we're now we're diluting our power. But anyway, <laughs> no, the, I don't know, but yeah, I don't. You don't think so? Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Well, the the trap of this, I would imagine, even in auditioning, is and and then in in, in regards to actual production, is going too far is pushing the character too hard you know it's like you guys all there are so many moments and so many of the jurors especially there i mean there's some insane things like one one lady keeps falling asleep so then she starts taking like bathtub meth and you know but she plays it beautifully like she played i mean it, it is so like at no point was i ever like come on like it was Every time it would go too far, it would come back to some sort of reality. There's a juror that's one of my favorites that was wearing um, the 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 what is it the pant the the chair shorts the chair. This guy, assuming like he's not been on, he's an amazing amazing improver uh, who's not really been on TV before. You know, his first job is yeah, and and sketch artist. Uh, His first job is a series regular where he's like stealing the show and he's so kind and unassuming he has no idea like everybody's like oh my god we're blowing up on tiktok and he's like that's probably cool but he's a kid it's not like he's a, like susan is she's a riot i can't even susan okay. is barbara barbara is susan there's no if you want to go through everybody yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you know what actually because i want to sell the show but at the same time i'm kind of geeking out because i watched all of this like so i'm geeking out as a fan of this show but i'm telling you you guys would do the same once you see this like it is really one of those things you cannot just watch one episode um i do want to say just a special shout out too it's like the judge alan baron the judge is so judgy. He is such a judge. He is such a like, 
we're going to recess for 40 minutes. Uh, you know, like it's so non-assuming. Um, okay, wait, before I go into the characters, though, what was the process of getting you guys all together and all of the rules that had to be in place? Because they sequestered the jury. It was supposed to be a week-long jury trial. And I believe it's over three weeks you guys were doing this? Three and a half weeks, yeah. yeah. So just so you know, we did not know what we booked once we booked it. We were told we booked a loosely scripted mockumentary, mockumentary. a la The Office, a la The Talking Head. Yeah. All right. So then, okay. so then we had two weeks of rehearsal. I'll let Maria talk about that because I don't want to talk too much. But I just want to say that they, we, they were like, oh, we're going to have a, a meeting with the legal team. And um, I'm like, great. And so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll Zoom it. It's going to be you. Alan, Evan, and the director, Jake. I'm like, amazing. Uh, we didn't have the scripts yet. So we get on the call, and then Jake says, so do you guys know what the show's about? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Now, Evan did, because Evan was one of the writers on the show, my counterpart. Um, so he knew. But Alan and I were like, no. And then he's like, oh, it's 11, it's 11 jurors that are actors, and the 12th guy doesn't know it's fake. And we were like, what? Yeah. You know. And then when I, I will say... When I got the scripts, we, I think we got one through five at first. I'm not sure if we ever got seven, but no, we did, right? So I, wait, the, scri- the scripts, though, are like loose uh, things that they're going for, uh-huh. right? Is that how they did the scripts? A cl- of, yeah, a skeleton of a script. So there's just what's happening, but there's no scripted lines. So it's sense. like, this is how I hear cur- Curb Your Enthusiasm works. Oh, it's right. how, like, I mean, like, it'll yeah, just be, okay. this is... The yeah. way that they wanted their relationships to be, and they had, and they had all of the, like personal like the stories that were going to be yeah. told like over the course of the season and they developed all that i mean it, they were really i mean they were so tight that that i will say the pilot looks to me exactly the way it looked on the page you know what i mean like it, yeah. it, it happened i was like oh i get this immediately but like, then boom, boom, boom. but then what would happen which happened is something precipitated with ronald or something happened that day and they're like okay no scratch we're not doing this anymore because you know i was supposed to have a relationship with kirk fox and (laughs) it was hilarious but then it was like pushing ronald too much they're so they're like no no ronald by the way you guys is the guy that doesn't know ronald is the guy that is completely he is a guy that they base this whole show around and i would what'd you say he's our unicorn really I mean, really, like I'm saying, like, I just, how, how, I mean, you can tell all the hard work that went into this, but at the same time, it would all kind of falter completely if he wasn't solid. I mean, I'm just, I know I'm just going all over the place, but like, was there ever times that you guys completely almost like, we almost ruined this? Like, and also Trisha, is there ever a time, like, I couldn't believe, like, I saw you laughing at one point, but it was at a place where your character would laugh when they did the, um, the little, uh, the, I mean, the, sorry, your your character Deborah, but it was when they were showing their video of it on Fortnite, and it was hysterical. But like, how did you not just? I mean, even rehearsing with people, I would sometimes just like crack up if something so ridiculous and something so real by the reactions. Did you guys? How close did everybody come to blowing this? Okay, so when we first had rehearsals, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I do. I'm a comedic actress, but I don't do stand-up comedy. Like, hey. Yeah. The first days, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? They're going to find me out. Kirk was doing stand-up. So was, like, other act. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? 
like you're gonna find me out. I'm gonna get fired. That's, that's, that's the that's the bottom line. We were all horrified to blow it. You oh know what I mean? my! Like, but mistakes like Marston did not know anyone's real name. He because he was like, I'm not learning about the jurors. He was like, yeah. I'm not learning both yeah. your names because it's how I happened. need to call you by your character's yeah. name and the yeah. story. You know, because it did happen. Yeah. Oh, you guys accidentally called. Well, that, I mean, okay. So in terms of like every, okay. So they sequestered the jury, but like, did you guys have to go like sneak away and rehearse at night? Like, did you guys, were you guys wearing an earpiece and all that? Cause you know, when you're changing things on the fly. So we were, so nobody on, on the jurors, I was the only one that was wearing an earwig. So that was, and, and on the legal team, me and Alan, you and Alan. And let me tell you for me, um, as exhilarating as this this experience was, it was also very stressful because there was a lot of things that I had to ha- ask of Ronald to do in order for the story <laughs> to move along. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't. I was like, oh my god, it was. I, I like, I was like, oh my, god. I, I would go. I, I could see myself sometimes because we, you know, we would sit there for hours and hours. You only see minutes. But we would be there for hours. And hours. That's what I was wondering. Like, 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 how do you how do you do this all day long? And like, we we see these these episodes move so quickly. But I imagine there's so much time that we don't see so just to time. make sure it's real. So much time in between. And, oh, and my that's Lord. the thing is that um, you know, so we would get there before him. At what time? Oh, and um, then we would have. And then we would have the team meeting in the morning and our executives would review like how they think yesterday went. And like, I mean, they were so, all so nice and Amazing. kind and supportive. Yes. Uh, I want to say that like they reviewed how yesterday went. Yeah. Like, you know. um, but then they would talk about the day. And like she said, if they felt Ronald was suspicious or getting triggered because they were so... Mm-hmm. I love that you said that it's not mean because that was it's not a big no. thing with the with yeah. the um, our creators were like it's not a prank mm-hmm. show like like this is not what we want we want a hero's journey and that and you know we're kind of taking a little bit of a hit for that from some critics who think that because it's not mean spirited what's the point but that's. It's no, not- I think I think it's so nice to see somebody unassuming that actually steps up in situations. Like yeah. the judge, you almost tear up when the judge is like, "You sir seem like you know what's going on. We're going to make you the four person of the jury." You know, oh. like and you could tell he's like secretly pro- he's like, "I don't know. People just like listen to me. It's happened my whole life." Like it's it is really this kind of thing cuz they're you're pushing his buttons in the in the best way and he actually rises to the occasion. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say too is that um, you know, our director would be like, "Okay, everybody Keep doing what you're doing. Go to the limits. Just as far go as far as you possibly can, but no further, except for you, Trisha, because you're the reason he's still here. Like you're, because he would say he's a really smart guy. Because yeah. you see, hear, hear him say during the show, like this is crazy, like this can't be real. But then he'd go to court all day long, yeah. and see <laughs> yeah. so that would he'd be like, but she's real, yeah, and the judge is real. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was the a very I'm- very sobering thing for him. But they 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 even take the jurors on uh you know field trips that relate to the case 
They they show in the hotel room where they're sequestered. James Marsden breaks his toilet for taking a huge dookie, which they actually show. And then the the guy Ronald takes the fall for James Martin's, Marsden's huge dookie because James doesn't want it to get out. That James Marsden took a huge poo, and because he's like that'll get out in the gossip blogs. You don't want that. And Ronald was like. To the plumber, he's like, yeah, it's mine. Sorry about that. He's just a good guy, it seems like, in every situation. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you guys get on a bus and pull in every morning? Yes. Okay. So we are, are, I thought you did, but yeah. I was like, what yeah. if I was remembering that wrong? And again, this is stuff that you guys never saw. So we had to come up when I say we, the other jurors that were not in the hotel with Ronald, we would have to come up with a storyline ourselves of what we did the night before, what we ate, what did we play? And it was always in Inez's room was the party room. <laughs> yeah. This is an actor's dream. This is, I mean, like, really, wow. You're creating the whole life. Yeah. So we had to, like, agree that, okay, we did this. We did that. Who was the name of this? We went here. We went, you know, we got this movie. We, we read just in case anything would pop up, which it did, so that we were all on the same page. So when we arrived, say call time was six or seven, 
and the other group didn't show up till nine or 10, we would physically have to go in to our days were very long. And I could tell when we are, cause at the end of the day, when we're in the gym, I'm like, that's when I was like saying all those like shitty things. Like, yeah, I hate <laughs> lover. Or, yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, we would have to physically get into um, a bus and drive around. So that the they were there before yeah. him every day. And they would go so through the yes. security. You know, and, the we, yes. and we had, there wasn't a trailer there. So, you know, so we, costumes, they had our storyboards, you know, weeks before going over our, our wardrobe. I changed my character completely. Because on yeah. paper, I was like, I really like her. And they really gave me creative freedom to kind of play. I changed what she wore, what she dressed like, her story, everything. Because I was like, on paper, I didn't like her. So if I don't like her, then the audience isn't going to like her. I'm like, I want to make her more fun, you know? Did you, so wait, so did, did you stay in the hotel room though? I mean, were you, oh. I mean, I, I mean, were you, oh. you were able to go home every night? Yes. So, wow. We were that we, you know, that's why we were supposed to be sequestered in a different hotel, we all were yeah. on the same, you know, the same story of what we ate, what we saw, who we, you know, where we walked to, what, you know, the, what the hotel room looked like, what was our hotel number. I mean, literally every single detail so that nothing would come apart. And about breaking, I'm known to break. <laughs> I have to pinch which me. means crack, crack up you guys, which means um, like, you know, I'm- crack up in the middle of a scene. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And it obviously didn't work at times because I, I just, I could, I could not hold it in. So, but, but, but Ronald, Edie, Ishmael, uh, Mackie and David, they were all sequestered. Right. And who else? The That's it. Yeah. Oh, oh, cause Marsden was the yeah. sixth and he left. Right. Yeah. He would, he would leave. Yeah. Marsden, Marsden. Yeah. Marsden, Marsden, one of his character pays for police, uh, you know, a police to go home with him at night so he can sleep at home, but you totally buy it. And it's so great. Even that first scene with Marsden coming in and he's like sitting down, somebody comes up to him and asks for uh, a selfie. And then he has Ronald take it. He's just meeting and he goes, Oh, I, I knew that would happen. And then he points at this guy's socks and he's like, Oh, are those Sonic the Hedgehog socks? Cause he was in the Sonic movie and he, but it was a great way for him to tell Ronald. He's like, yeah, I was in the Sonic movie. He's like, Oh, you're an actor. I thought you looked familiar. He's like, yeah, I've done that hairspray. He goes over his whole resume pretty much. And it's like, and it really solidifies him because then Ronald's like, wow, he goes home that next night and watches one of his movies and comes back and is like, oh my God, I, I'm, I can't believe it's you, James Marsden. And he's like so excited to know James Marsden. And it's just, it's really, really, really funny. Um, I have not seen the final two episodes though. Do, and, and this will all be out by the time this is coming out next week. Uh, everything will be available for you to watch at this point. But I am just pure personally curious. We obviously get to see the moment when it's revealed to Ronald, right? Yeah, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not going to release this. I mean, like, but I just. I mean, like. Yeah, I'm like. Yes, you just. Yeah. You'll see yeah. it. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to ruin it for your audience. But you. Will I know, but it. I just want to. Is he? Is Ronald okay? Is he? Is he? Is he oh, okay? Is he? More than okay, that little mofo. He just, he yes. just came out on GQ yesterday, honey. He's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. How long ago did you guys? How long ago did you guys record or film all of this? February of 2022 was when we started. Then it was like nine months of editing. So it's been a minute. Wait, February 2022? Yes. 
So you, it, it has been over yards. a year. I mean, now seeing it put together is completely different, but did you walk away from that experience feeling fulfilled and thinking we have something special here? Or were you like, well, that's another job onto the next one. No, I knew from the beginning that it was something super special because, and, and listen, I understand at first when you're doing it and listen, it was exhausting. It was, you know, also a lot of pressure, but it was exciting and exhilarating. Right. And a lot of, a lot of the actors were like, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm like, I promise you, mark my words, this is going to be something really wait, effing big. Sorry. And I was not an, I don't know, man. I was with her. I said, if any, if people see it, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to catch up. You know what I mean? Like if, they, if we can find eyeballs, mm-hmm. it's going to pick up speed and people will start talking about it because it's so rare and so special. And yeah, our, you know, everybody from the camera people to sound to the creators and all of the actors are all so costumes, so talented and, and kind and kind, you know, yeah. you can't just bring people no. like that together yeah. and it not be magical. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, and I also, I actually asked, um, I asked Nick, Nicholas Hatton, who's one of our producers. Who's the Borat, Borat guy, who's like the nicest guy ever. ever. Like you would think that yeah. the Borat guy would yeah. not be yeah. nice, but I he's the <laughs> nicest. I, I asked him, and I asked Cody, like last year, I go, how did you know that all the jurors, how did you know that it was going to work? Like the chemistry between two of us, because we never met before that, the yeah. 12 of us. Like, how did you know? But you didn't meet in the show either, right? No, so what did right. she say? What she said? No, but she said, I don't know. It, and then Nick said the same thing. He goes, we just wanted to get the best of the best. And we kind of just went, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. And they were what? super, super, super concerned about Ronald's uh-huh. mental health. And yeah. ours. they were so protective and very um, protective. Yeah. Open to hearing, you know, how everybody was I know. in the Sometimes process. there was a little many two chefs in the kitchen after we wrapped the day, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I I just hope Ronald doesn't get a big head and think this is how easy acting is. He's like, oh, I God. hope I just stumble in stumble into my next acting role. Maybe it's happening right now and nobody's telling Ryan me, you know? Mistaken. Um he's the what? nicest a little bit. He's the nicest <laughs> little, little bit. bit. He signed with CAA. He did. <laughs> <laughs> CAA. Oh my God. Guys, CAA is one of, if not the biggest agency in town. And like, that's guys, because he really wasn't an actor. He was like a contractor or something like that. And he, he, this was on Craigslist. There was 20, this, I think the ad was on Craigslist. They were filming a, a documentary about the judicial system. And it's sh- like, I think they even play his tape at some point auditioning for this and, uh, or not auditioning, putting himself like, I'm interested to be a part of this project, but he was not an actor. Like, so, or like, he, he definitely doesn't come off. I just want to read you this. I literally got this DM last night after he, uh, my friend Aaron goes, uh, jury, uh, she DM jury duty on Amazon must watch. And I didn't write her back cause I didn't want to like spoil it and say you guys were coming on, but I get, I'm getting DMS like that and people telling me about this show. So I think it's working. Well, that's the other thing. So you guys know, like Maria, man, I'm telling you, your IMDb is just so full. Like you got, you got the mentalist on there. You got, uh, what was it? Tacoma. You have so many acting roles, 
But it is so nice, I would imagine, for one to get kind of like a little bit of a buzz and everybody kind of excited around it. And also, this is one of those shows, I know I'm over talking, but I just want to sell this so bad to you guys, is... It, 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 you can feel like you're a part of this. Like, you, you know, this, the, some shows are so like hyped up and Marvel movie and all of this stuff, but like you can discover this, you can show this to your friends and family. You can go out there and sing the praises of this show because it really is on par with things like the office Borat things that I really, really love. What is it like though? Now to kind of start like from the people, there's some really heavy hitters that I'm noticing championing this show. Is that just blowing you guys away? It is. Yes. Yeah. It's it's kind of wild because, and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but it's the truth. And it, the reason I'm saying this because it's very, um, it's an odd experience because some before I'd get like, wait, you look familiar, right? But now it's like straight out. Jury duty. Oh my god, I love you. Are you in jury duty? I love you. Oh my god, are you Inez? I'm like. This is at Topper's Pizza at Pickleball. I mean, it's just, it's random. And it's like, it takes you back a little bit. Because I'm like, oh, wait, I have to now, I have to be like extra nice now. Watch what I, what I, (laughs) you can't can't be the horrible person that you are. (laughs) But also, Ryan, like I will say, you and I have known each other for a thousand years. You know how long I've been in business. And we are obviously similar, Maria and I, and. So I think we appreciate it. I don't want to say more than anybody else or compare. I'm just saying I know that we are, like, so excited to be a part of something, first of all, that we love so much and think is really yes. good. And second of all, to, for people to be talking about it is, like, so cool. Like, it's just yeah. – we feel so humbled. Like, get yeah. red. You know what I mean? Like, um, just because – just so, like – That's what I try to – I try to explain – the life of an actor, it's like really the life of a journeyman. And it's really one of those things as you get deeper into it, sometimes you question why you went on that journey. And so it's really nice to have these victories to show how these people have been talented the whole way through. It's just now there's like a really cool opportunity. By the way, who Trisha's character's hair is like wild. Like you have the full do. Like I was like, whoa. I was like, who you? she has like a full red mop of hair on the left side of her shoulder in one of the, I was like, wow, look at you. You, I was. Did yeah, they make you yeah, guys do all your own? Did they make you do all your hair and makeup? Yes, because okay. it, you know it's supposed to be realistic. And I was like, from the beginning, when I was talking to Jake about my character, and 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 obviously, I mean, so much is, is cut down. You know, like even bit like I'll tell you later, but like even bits that went on longer that were so funny. We had like a thousand sidebars that were hilarious, and none of them make the show, which is like you know, wow, okay, but. I said, I was like, Deb is lit. I was like, I'm telling you right now, Jacqueline is in, Jacqueline is like, you know, she snatched and she's going to be looking pretty. She's not going to have a busted old (laughs) turn. I was like, so pull all the designer suits that you can because she's she's coming to work. Yeah, yeah. Deb is. Deb is the person you represent in the show, correct? I'm Deb. That's why I said Deb is Liz. Sorry, I mean, I mean, sorry, Jacqueline. Yeah, that's what happens. And like speaking the third person, our backstory. Yeah, we we met in Ibiza, like we partied together, like 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 I'm thinks that she's you know she's very star effort-y. The 
the thing I keep thinking about, and it's like, I hate that I already go here, but you're like, damn, this is like Haley's Comet. It's like, it only comes around once every so many years. Cause I'm like, could they do a second season of this? Like in what world could you do a second season of this? But I was really, I was really trying to like, cause you know, I, I was trying to think of an example. Like I remember an old reality show back in the day on Fox called Joe Millionaire, where they completely punked this one guy. I believe it was um, that all of these women wanted him. It was like a really insane show on Fox and they really couldn't do more than one season of that. They tried and it failed, but I'm like, could you see a world in which they could do this again? And even, and I know you're actors, so you'll say yes to anything. You're like, yes, yes. But could they, has there been any talk about, well, what could we do this again? Like, in what world could we do this again? There was there was some talk um, that I, you know, that randomly I had a, a conversation with um, one of the Borat guys who was so amazing, um, and he mentioned that there was some talk, but you know, you know how it is, like superstitious wise. I'm just like until they call me an offer, I don't know. Not yeah. even then. Not yeah. even then. Exactly. Right. But there. Um, and listen, my husband is pitching like all these different scenarios for sir for season two. Call Cody and tell her. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll call Cody and I'll tell her. <laughs> well, no, because I was in my dumb head. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just make this a series like The Office? Then I'm like, oh, they can't be on a jury for six seasons, you know? Like, because right. each one of these characters. Like, you know, I will say once I watch those final two episodes, I will miss them. Like, I will miss that kind of interaction. It really was so well done. I don't want to get into as much specifics as I want you guys to watch it. But I do want, as we start winding down here, just because you have had long careers as actors and you're still insanely young. uh, So I want to put that in there as well. You guys started when you were like eight. Um, But what has been your worst audition story as an actor? These are like actors usually have something that they're like, this was the worst experience I've ever had. Do you guys both have those? Sure. Yeah. An sure. <laughs> or on set. Oh, you could do either. You, what is the worst you like? Have you been fired? Like anything? I I have a show that, uh, can you say the show? No, no. You don't have to say, you don't have to say the specifics. I just, I mean the, of the show title. I'm just curious. Uh, Cause like one time I did an audition where I, didn't get the scene until the very last minute. I got the wrong sides. I went in there and I found out while I was reading that I died in the scene by like a, a grenade. And I didn't like, I was so dumb and young that I thought I I, did, I couldn't, I, I just thought the show must go on. So I went in there without reading it and it was for Jerry Bruckheimer. And then halfway through I, I read it and I go, Oh, and I go, Oh, and I just jump off my chair and fall. And literally you like the people in the room went like, like you could, t- they were like, you heard the, like they were laughing. And this was, it was, it was black. This was for black Hawk down. That's how long ago it was. And I didn't know. Oh, I was fresh off the boat. I didn't know that you were allowed to be like, I didn't get these sides. I just thought I was like, well, in the theater, you got to go. And it was the worst experience of my life. Do you have any horrible experiences? You were like, oh, I was just with Jerry Bruckheimer, but I'll be yeah. with him next yeah. week. You know what I mean? Like, this is about <laughs> yeah. Jerry. Yeah. This happens all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. It's hard to tell the story without revealing what I was on, but I'll try. Um, was doing a scene on a really fancy show and... Um, Wait, audition? No. Or you were working? working. She booked it. And... Um, the guy in the scene, uh, the other, it was, the scene was about me. Let's be honest. Okay. The scene was about me. And the guy in the scene, other guy in the scene kept getting like noted, 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 noted. And 
wonderful director kept asking him to walk away and say his line over his shoulder, but not turn back. And every time he just kept turning back, walk, 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 turning back. <laughs> so I, I had a, a, a second AD with me and I go, Frick, I go, this show, people would pay to be on the show. Where did they get <laughs> So then he left and I was doing another scene and the first AD came over and said, are you, are you glad so-and-so's gone? And I was like, oh my God, did I have a hot mic moment? And then um, I was like, no, they're not, no. So then on the way out, I walk up to my second second and I go, ew, you ratted me out. She goes, no, I didn't. I go, yes, you did. Because the first AD walked up to me and said, and she goes, okay, I did wear you out, but I had to because he did pay to be on the show. Oh! <laughs> he was kind he... of like auction thing. And <laughs> he auctioned it. He did pay on the like a walk-on role, and she thought it was so funny. <laughs> he paid on the show. Oh, my God. By the way, Real Housewives of New Jersey, if anybody's watching that, I know you guys listening are, uh, they had a big argument about the uh, being called a rat in Jersey is the worst thing you can ever call a woman. Trisha, do you agree? I mean, listen, you know that there's a, there's a, they're taking it too far like they take everything too far, but um, it, it being called a rat in the context of a snitch is definitely bad. Um, however, they're all rats, so I'm not yeah, certain. They're all whore. Yeah. I decided to isolate this one girl and, and be like, oh, you're a rat. And it's like, you literally, your job is to go back and tell each other what the other one said and then see where the chips fall. So it's yeah, Mar- yeah. Do- but Trisha, by the way, watches these reality shows, so she knows. And by the way, she's a Staten Island girl herself. So, um, uh, Maria, what, Maria, what is your uh, worst experience, if you may Oof. share? Oof. Oof. Thank God Oof. I only had one. Thank the Lord. That's and all we need. That's all we need. Yeah, and it didn't It didn't happen till God, it was like in 2018 or something. Okay. So I, was, I, I booked this... Um, really great role on a really great show with a really amazing um, team. It was a pilot and got picked up um, and I auditioned for it and then I booked it and then we had a table read and I, I never get really starstruck, starstruck, um, but I did because I was like, <gasps> okay. I was like, <laughs> We're there, and I see, you know, the director, the casting, everything. So they had the opportunity to see if I was doing something that they didn't like, that they liked, or whatever, right? Because when I did the audition, yeah. I owned it. She was fabulous, and it was, I, and it was set in the eighties. I was so excited. Got it. Okay, get on set. It was like everyone was like tense, tense. Everybody, everybody, right? So the director, Mother Trucker. We're rehearsing. <laughs> Usually we rehearse before for what? What would you say for before a scene? Not long. Ten minutes? Five, ten minutes? Yeah, just yeah. the thing, laughing. Okay. okay, five, ten minutes, right? Yeah. I'm not joking. We rehearsed each thing. Financially good, but like for me, horrible. For about an hour, okay? The director, sorry, the creator, not the director, the creator of the show was not only giving me a line read of how to say the line, <laughs> but also got my hand and told me how to hold it 
there, I swear, like right there, and then like I, he was I manipulating everything. Because who does it? We were rehearsing for an hour, and then it was Stanley the Co- Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and then the star of the show was a see you next Tuesday and rehearsing. And then I'm like, bitch, I was thinking my bitch, this is what I do. I do comedy. Do you do comedy? I don't fucking think so. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, that was perfect. Listen, once again, the show you guys is jury duty. You is Amazon prime. It is so easy to find, but that is going to be your job is to find this. I will help walk you through this. Just email me or DM me, but it is really worth the watch. And I want as many people to know about this as possible. This is like an easy recommendation. You know, like when your friend says they're into something and then you have to go watch a shitty improv show and it's like, oh no, (laughs) this is like where you're like, this is like you're watching. You're like, oh, this is so refreshing when something is just good. And you're like, oh, and then you just start watching it because you really like the show itself. This is that show. And for you guys, especially because you're so inundated with Vanderpump Rules nonsense right now, break it up. Watch this show. It is a perfect blend of reality television and scripted television. It is the perfect hybrid. Maria Russell, Trisha LaFosh. What's next for both of you guys as we end? What, what, what we got anything up and coming? Yes, yeah, so season four of Tacoma FD will be released this summer. So that's on FX, FX, correct? What's that? Is that FX? It's on Tacoma. True TV, but now True TV. HBO, uh, yeah, so True TV, HBO Max, and something else because I was just told that there might be a little switch. I don't know, but yes, True TV for now, and it's our. And those are the Super Trooper guys, right? Is that yes. the yes. team? Yes. That? Yeah, it's real. They're amazing. What, what are you doing, Trisha? of their uh, movie last night it's quasi actually really funny i oh, am awesome. directing a lot i i am directing a play this summer in salt lake i just directed a pilot that i am editing and i just directed co-directed a music video for india uh called karma oh india Bo- india de beaufort yes wait yeah. india india's do india's doing music now she she does music and she had like a a, a hit song um, called Crack uh, that was got placed in a lot of TV shows and um, like, Man, I'm so out of the loop. And so this is her second her second song. Um, but you know she's on Night Court and so she yeah that's right. I know she's on Night Court. I didn't know she was doing like music and music videos and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's we're just, amazing. We're just finishing that up too, and I have a, another true crime podcast coming out because um, you had me on your show for my first one. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll come back on the show to talk about that as well. What, what is this true crime? What is this true crime pod about? Oh God. It is, it's called the unexpected and it's, um, it's not as comedic as healed, but it's, it's a real story that happened to this uh, farmer guy in, um, in Pennsylvania uh, but yeah, it's wild. It's okay. Wild. 
Well, I will definitely will will definitely promote it here on this show. But I, you guys, thank you so much for just a joyous uh, interview and a joyous viewing experience. The world is both of your oysters. You guys have such great energy. I really, really appreciate you even doing this and taking so much time with us. I know the audience will geek out because they really do love behind the scenes stuff. And it is so great to, I don't know, it's just so great. Thank you so much for sharing your stories today. Thank Thanks, you, Ryan. Ryan. You're Thanks the bestest. And your eyes I am the best. By the way, yeah, Trisha, wait, you're directing? Wait, wait, wait. This is the normal actor thing. Where's my audition, huh? That's uh, that's what actors do. I'll hire you in a second. <laughs> can we, can, is there like a podcaster or something? Anyways. Um, I wouldn't even read you, friend. <laughs> perfect. perfect. I'll do a monologue about how Abe Lincoln deserved to perish. Um, I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, next time. Okay. Betches.